Hello, everyone. You're listening to the first ever episode of the World Class Football Podcast. My name is Cody Gelhausen. You can find me on Twitter at Squidspicks. You may recognize my voice from the Bloker Joker podcast. I'm doing a little something different here. Uh, this is really just kind of a feeler episode. My plan with this podcast is really to really go around the world, you know, in terms of football. Um, everyone covers really the Premier League and to an extent the other top four leagues pretty well. Um, and what I'm going to do is aim to cover the entire world. Um, there's matches all over the world, big matches, important matches that we'll go week to week, we'll dive into, and we'll make some plays. Um, another reason I really wanted to do this was I used to watch a lot of football, um, big matches. And I knew it was a big match, and I always wish I had some skin in the game. So I started really diving into these smaller leagues, even the bigger leagues, um, and really starting to figure out what to watch for. And I have a model I'm really going to be testing out across these leagues. So we'll see how it does the first week. Um, we're going to jump into matches from a range of countries. Um, we'll touch from everywhere from Italy uh, Germany. We left out France this week. We're going to hop into that next week. Spain. We're going to travel to Brazil, uh, Russia. Uh, U.S. got left out. We're going to touch U.S. next week as well. Um, and there's many other countries we're going to stop in. We're looking at big matches, important matches, like I said, either matches that have a significant impact on the table. We're looking at derbies um, and we're kind of classic fixtures here. If there's any matches you want me to break down, give me a DM on Twitter, call me out on Twitter. Um, let me know what match you want to take a look at. We'll break it down, give some thoughts on it. So without further ado, we can start in Serie A in Italy. Everybody grab your spaghetti, your pasta fagioli, and we're going to start in Juventus. Um, Napoli from southern Italy are going to head up to northern Italy. And a bitter rivalry. Um, this rivalry, if you're not too familiar, it really started from the the economic importance in the north of Italy and the south of Italy, and this really became a prominent fixture uh, many years ago. And around the 80s, it really picked up steam. So, in this match, um, my play is going to be both teams to score minus 115. Uh, you look at both of these teams; there's some serious attacking power. You look at Napoli, you know they can really hold it down defensively, but traveling into Juventus, um, I think you might see a bit of a letdown, especially against Fiorentina last week. They they really struggled at the back. Um, Juventus has scored more than one goal in all of their last 19 home matches. You know they're going to get their goal. And both teams have scored in Napoli's last 14 league matches. And again, that's league matches. Um, it's a tough Italian league. Um, structure is key. They still find ways to get it done with that amazing attacking power of Dries Mertens, Lorenzo Insigne, Calajon. Um, they have a really good front line. A midfield gets clicking. They, they're they're tough to stop. So that's really where we're going to go with that one. Next on the list, we are going to go to the capital. Lazio will be hosting Roma in the Derby della Capitale, the capital derby. So this match 
if you look last week, um, I thought that Lazio was exceptional. Um, their midfield play was is back. Um, you look at you know what they did. It's not easy to walk into Sampdoria and take away three points, let alone a three zero win. Um, they really came out firing. Sergio Immobile, two goals. He keeps carrying on. Amazing stat about him. He's got 101 goals. 101 goals in the Italian league in Serie A. 51 home, 50 away. He gets it done on both sides. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, not many players are successful as away as they are at home. Um, yeah, Correa, he's going to flank him. They like to play um, a 5-3-2 formation. Those wingbacks really push forward in their midfield with Alberto, Parolo, and Savage is just devastating. Um, so when it comes to that, in this one, um, you look on the other side and you have Roma, who last week, I mean, they, they played a 3-3 draw against Genoa, who was also a difficult team to get in there and play against. Um, a cheeky collar out of goal. Um, and you, I think you look at Roma and, you got to be a bit worried about the goals they're going to keep out of the net. Um, just their back line, it doesn't do it much for me. They brought in a new goalkeeper in Lopez. He's a good player. Florenzi, Kolarev, as I mentioned, have, have been there for a good while. And Jekko's still leading the line. you got to wonder if he's going to move um, at this point. I highly doubt that move is coming. Um, but either way, in, in this one, let's just get down to it. In this match uh, between these two teams, there's been three goals in five of the last six matches. And my play here is the over three goals at minus 107. I think those are pretty fantastic odds. Um, over two and a half goals have been scored in Lazio's last seven matches in Serie A. And Lazio have scored one plus goal in 14 straight home matches in Serie A as well. So we're going to go with over three goals. That's going to touch the Derby in Rome. Beautiful city. Went there last summer. Had plenty of pasta, plenty of wine. Beautiful city. Go and check it out. And we're going to go ahead and jump on the airplane, leave Italy. Goodbye, Italia. Hello, Spain. We're going to jump into La Liga. And in La Liga, we're looking at one match only this week. And it is one of my absolute favorite fixtures that the league has to offer. And before we get into this, by the way, you're going to have to excuse my shit accents that I'm using here, my pronunciations, but you better get used to it because they aren't stopping. Anyways, so the match we're looking at this week, again, it's a derby, and I love early derbies. Um, there's a lot of them we're going to jump to, but the one we're looking at here in Spain is the Basque Derby. Love this fixture. Basque country, a lot of pride, and a lot of pride between these two teams. You're going to look at Athletic Bilbao hosting Real Sociedad. Bilbao, if you're not familiar, they only and they only use players from the Basque country. Um, it is a one-of-a-kind transfer policy. It is absolutely unbelievable. They've been doing it since 1912. It's not a written rule, it's unwritten, but they have stood by it. And they not only are they born there, they have to learn their football skills there. Um, it's absolutely mental 
that they've been up in the top flight and been successful for so long. Um, just a little tidbit. But then you also have Real Sociedad, um, another team with a lot of history. Um, they've had some great players in the past. You look at Anton Griezmann, Carlos Vela, uh, just to name a few in the past few years. Um, always two tough teams, to be honest. And in this match, what we're going to be looking at here, and I think this is this is a fantastic line to find here. I mean, it absolutely fantastic. So what we're going to be playing on this one is over a measly two goals and we're getting this at minus 135 i mean this is one of the best lines that i've i've been able to find this week so i'm obviously going to jump on that um just a quick little breakdown between the two clubs uh last week bill bow went to hatafe and they got a 1-1 draw goal from Raul garcia They'll probably line up in their same 4-2-3-1 with Anaki Williams flanked by DeMarcos and Munyain. Um, very good wide play. Anaki Williams is an absolute talent. If you haven't seen him play, tune in because he is in physical force. So she a dad last week. They went into Mallorca, newly promoted club, and they snuck away with three points in um, a 1-0 victory. They've been doing pretty well to keep the ball out of the net this year. And what they're going to do is go ahead and line up in a 4-3-3. Um, Zabal is going to flank uh, William Jose. To the right of Jose is Anand Janazai, still kicking. They've got a pretty decent midfield, um, if you look at it. Arden Odegaard and Iramendi running that midfield. Them, them getting Iramendi a couple of years ago was, I think, one of the better transfers in the league, he has been absolutely vital to their success. Um, back line is pretty solid. Munoz, good player. Zobaldia is also a pretty solid center defensive uh, player. But the reason I like the over two goals, there have been eight consecutive home La Liga clashes for Atletico Bilbao in which they have scored at least one goal. Um, so at home, they're good for a goal. Bilbao have also succeeded in scoring three or more goals in three of their last five home matches. Three or more goals, and we're getting them at over two. Um, and if you just look at this fixture, it, it's always popping off. I mean, these two teams, five of the last six matches, have seen two or more goals. So it looks pretty safe. Again, over two goals at minus 135. And I really think whether you play this or not, you should tune into this rivalry. It is heated. Um, these two teams are looking to really stand out in the table this year. Bill Bow is fifth, Sociedad is sixth. I think that's right about where they're going to finish this year. Um, so definitely tune in. Um, adios. We're going to go ahead and leave Spain and jump into our first foray into the Bundesliga. So the Bundesliga um, has gives more goals than any other league in Europe. Um, there's goal fest. It's exciting to watch some who like defense mainly in the other way, but um, I, I like this league. I, I like watching it. There's a lot of young talent you see that are sent into Germany. Look at young English players now that are being loaned out to clubs in Germany. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan at Smith Rowe was loaned out last year to Leipzig you also had Reese Nelson at Hoffenheim. Um, you look at players like, uh, obviously not English, Sadio Mane. 
Nah, my bad. He came from the other Red Bull team. <laughs> but uh, Jordan Sancho, the list goes on. You get what I'm trying to say here. But um, what we're going to do in this one in Germany, we have two plays, and it's not going to be either of the big dogs here. The first match that we're looking at is Borussia Mönchengladbach hosting RB Leipzig. Um, RB Leipzig, if you don't know their story, and this is what we're going to do, by the way, on this pod. I'm going to get into a little bit of team history. Again, this is week one. Not going to dive in too much, but RB Leipzig, German team, and they were founded only 10 years ago. And for a team that was founded only 10 years ago, they are fucking good. Um, if you look at last year's table, they finished third behind the two big dogs, Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. So RB Leipzig, if you take a look, they are the best defensive team in the Bundesliga. They allowed 29 goals last year. Just to compare, Bayern allowed 32, Borussia 44. Um, so that is what they do. They can also get forward and score the ball. Not nearly as good of a clip as some of the other teams at the top of the table in the Premier or in the Bundesliga, but they really do get the job done. Um, if you look at this side, they have some really, really, really impressive young talent that they're putting out there really year after year and week after week. You look at the back, they got Kanate, um, Upamakano, two really, really tough center halves going forward. They got a couple internationals in their lineup. Um, Timo Werner, um, obviously the German international, Poulsen from Denmark, absolutely massive lad. And um, they just got Nkunku from PSG. I think he'll really help out the midfield transition, um, pick the ball up, and then really bring it forward, connect that attack. I think that's something they were missing last year. So I think they're going to up their goals, and they've really held on to their defenders. And um, I expect them to inch a little closer to the top two teams in the Bundesliga. You look on the other side, and it's Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, they're a pretty interesting team. If you look at them last year, they finished fifth in the table behind Bayer Leverkusen. Um, they allow the second least amount of goals in the Bundesliga as well. And when you take a look at their team, they made, in my belief, that they picked up one of the best young talents in Europe. Um, he was rumored actually to go to Arsenal. That's how I found out about him. Um, and he is the legend of Lillian Thuram. I'm talking about Marcus Thuram. Um, absolutely massive six foot two forward rapid as it gets um just came over from Gingamp out of france and he's lined up next to another young talent in uh playa who is absolutely rapid as well he can really put the ball in the net he got a goal last weekend um and then you have the defense uh led by ginter very solid center half summer and goal also an international goalkeeper so they're pretty sound um, you know what you're going to get from them. But um, when you look at this, yeah, I mean, we're going to take uh, Red Bull in the money line, plus 107. Munch and Gladbach have achieved one win in their last 10 home matches in the Bundesliga. Um, RB Leipzig have achieved nine wins in their 12 most recent away matches in all competitions. Leipzig are absolutely road dogs. I think they are getting better as each year passes. And that's where we're going to settle in Germany. 
in uh, Bermuda and Gladbach. So we're going to kick it over. We spoke about him just a second ago on the on the table. Um, Bayer Leverkusen is going to host Hoffenheim. Um, another two teams that are fantastic watches. You take a look at um, Leverkusen, and they are led by the Jamaican international, who us in America we know very well. Um, we saw him in the Gold Cup this year. Uh, Leon Bailey, um, tremendous player with the ball at his feet, can finish the ball as well. Um, so it, it should be a good one in this as well. Two another two teams that finished on the top half of the table last year. Um, Leverkusen won at Fortuna. 3-1 last week. Uh, they put out a pretty solid lineup. They got Kellen Valden leaving the line. And another, just you speak of young talent in this league, you look at Kai Havertz, who is getting serious looks all around Europe. Um, all around Europe. This kid, if you haven't seen him play, is absolutely tremendous. He scored a dinker of a chip goal last year. That blew my fucking mind. So get a watch on him. Bella Robbie has been around the block a time or two. Demir Bay is a fantastic midfielder, as is Aran Guiz. Jonathan Tal in the back line. The Bender Bros, one playing in the center half, one on the as a right back, and Wendell, who's also been there for a while. So a lot of these players have been playing together for a good bit. Again, I think they're going to gain some points this year, just like I said that uh, Red Bull would. Um if they can hold on to Havertz all year, which I expect they will, just because of the money he will command, they're going to do pretty well. They held on to buy, to Bailey, Kevin Vollin again leading the line. That's that's a tough, tough go. And on the back of that, um, you look at Hoffenheim, who, like I said, um, last year had my boy close to my heart, um, <laughs> Reese Nelson. This year, obviously, Nelson's gone. And I don't know what to expect from them this year. I mean, they still got they still got Vote leading the back line. Um, Geiger and Rudy in the midfield is tough. Baumgartner can really score his chances. Last week they won three two um, after a Werder red card. Um, so I think they're a bit fortunate to get out of that one. Red card came in the seventy seventh minute. Um, Pavel Kudarabek put it away in the eighty seventh. So on this one. Our play is going to be both teams to score and Leverkusen money line. So both teams to score and the Leverkusen result at plus 150 odds. Both teams have scored in the last four matches between these two sides. Leverkusen haven't lost in 13 of their last 16 matches at home. They've managed to win eight out of their last nine in all competitions with four straight. Um, you look at Hoffenheim as well in their last 22 matches, 17 of those, both teams have scored. Like I said, Bundesliga is goals, goals, goals. The both teams to score is damn near a lock. It's just, we need that Leverkusen result. Um, Hoffenheim are in a tough stretch right now. They've achieved just three wins in their last 16 away matches in all competitions. So, Leverkusen can beat the draw. Um, I think they have very good odds to win, even better odds for both teams to score. Put those bad boys together, and you got plus 150. Uh, and that's enough with Germany. We're going to jump over the border and head into Belgium. Nobody really talks about the Belgian League, the Jupiler Pro League. Um, we are going to look at two matches here. and it's, These matches are between really the four best clubs 
that the country has to offer. Um, the first one, you have Club Brews, the Champions League side, hosting Gank, a Europa League side. Um, and this one, I'm not, I'm not really going to jump into the teams much because, to be honest, I don't follow much of the players for either of these two sides. But when you look at it, um, three straight home wins against Gank for Club Rouge. They are fucking difficult at home. Um, they've managed to win six of their most seven matches or six of their last seven matches in the Jupiter Pro League. So that's where we're rolling Club Rouge money line minus 123. Now the next one is an interesting one. Um, Andrew Lick's going to host Standard Liege. Now, <laughs> if you haven't been following much of Anderlecht. They have one of the strangest fucking situations that I've seen going on there. So uh, Vincent Company takes over as a player manager, a player manager, and <laughs> he gets injured, right? The week after he announces that he is not going to manage during game, he's only going to manage the practice sessions. And now he's injured. I mean, it's an absolute mess right now for Anderlecht. They're sitting 14th in the table, bottom three. And it gets even weirder. If you look at their side, it's like going back to the past here. You got obviously company in the back who's not going to play this week because he's hurt. You got Samir Nazar leading the line and flanked to his left is Chadley. So some absolute Premier League fucking cold heroes here. <laughs> if you're looking at him 10 years ago, maybe there's some fucking nice skill, but come on, man. What are you doing over there, Vincent, with your big fucking bald head? You should just honestly walk away from Anderlecht, go back to City in January, possibly lift up another trophy and just be done with it, man. I know you're a smart player. I know you're a leader, but the player-manager deal, 14th in the table for one of the most historic sides in, in the Belgian league. I mean, what the fuck, man? Um but I, I digress. Um, I do have a play here. On the other side is Standard Liege. Um, fantastic side. Um, absolutely fantastic side. They're top of the table, 4-0-1 this year. Um, in five matches, they've scored 13 goals. So they get the job done on that end. Again, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everybody on their team because I, I do not. But they have they have a lot of history as well in Belgium. And in this match, with an absolutely struggling Anderlecht, we're going to take standard Liege, um, pick them, plus a half. So by .25 goals. We're going to get that at minus 104. I, I think that is insane. With this management whirlwind going on in, in Anderlecht, if you can take the league leaders, I know you're walking into Anderlecht, but if you can get the league leaders... At, at as as uh, the dogs, I mean, you got to take that. And I think they're going to be barking all night long there. Um, Anderlecht, again, are in an unfortunate period. They've won just one of their last 14 matches in the Jupiter Pro League. They only won one of 14. That is dreadful, guys. Dreadful. Um, and you look at Standard Liege, they haven't lost in six of their last seven games. So I think this is a pretty, pretty fair selection, pretty safe. Um, and what you got to do sometimes is really – it's really just hunt down these lines. Like I said, we're going all over the world. We're looking at big matches, but you can find serious value in nearly every match. Um, I think this is a pretty good point. I do not see Anderlecht walking away with three points here. I absolutely don't. Um, but that's enough of Belgium. We've had our waffles, drank our triples, and we're going to head out 
our play is going to be both teams to score and Leverkusen money line. So both teams to score and the Leverkusen result at plus 150 odds. Both teams have scored in the last four matches between these two sides. Leverkusen haven't lost in 13 of their last 16 matches at home. They've managed to win eight out of their last nine in all competitions with four straight. Um, you look at Hoffenheim as well. In their last 22 matches, 17 of those, both teams have scored. Like I said, Bundesliga is goals, goals, goals. The both teams to score is damn near a lock. It's just we need that Leverkusen result. Um, Hoffenheim are in a tough stretch right now. They've achieved just three wins in their last 16 away matches in all competitions. So Leverkusen can beat the draw. Um, I think they have very good odds to win, even better odds for both teams to score. Put those bad boys together and you got plus 150. Uh, and that's enough with Germany. We're going to jump over the border and head into Belgium. Nobody really talks about the Belgian League, the Jupiler Pro League. Um, we are going to look at two matches here. and it's, These matches are between really the four best clubs that the country has to offer. Um, the first one, you have Club Bruges, the Champions League side, hosting Gank, a Europa League side. Um, in this one, I'm not, I'm not really going to jump into the teams much because, to be honest, I don't follow much of the players for either of these two sides. But when you look at it, um, three straight home wins against Gank for Club Rouge. They are fucking difficult at home. Um, they've managed to win six of their most seven matches or six of their last seven matches in the Jupiter Pro League. So that's where we're rolling. Club Rouge, money line, minus 123. Now the next one is an interesting one. Um, Anderlich's going to host Standard Liege. Now, <laughs> if you haven't been following much of Anderlecht. They have one of the strangest fucking situations that I've seen going on there. So uh, Vincent Company takes over as a player manager, a player manager, and <laughs> he gets injured, right? The week after he announces that he is not going to manage during game, he's only going to manage the practice sessions. And now he's injured. I mean, it's an absolute mess right now for Anderlecht. They're sitting 14th in the table, bottom three. And it gets even weirder. If you look at their side, it's like going back to the past here. You got obviously company in the back who's not going to play this week. He's hurt. You got Samir Nazar leading the line and flanked to his left is Chadley. So some absolute Premier League fucking cold heroes here. <laughs> if you're looking at him 10 years ago, maybe there's some fucking nice skill, but come on, man. What are you doing over there, Vincent, with your big fucking bald head? You should just honestly walk away from Anderlecht, go back to City in January, possibly lift up another trophy and just be done with it, man. I know you're a smart player. I know you're a leader, but the player-manager deal, 14th in the table for one of the most historic sides in, in the Belgian league. I mean, what the fuck, man? Um but I, I digress. Um, I do have a play here. On the other side is Standard Liege. Um, fantastic side. Um, absolutely fantastic side. They're top of the table, 4-0-1 this year. Um, in five matches, they've scored 13 goals. So they get the job done on that end. 
again, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everybody on their team because I, I do not, but they have, they have a lot of history as well in Belgium. And in this match with an absolutely struggling Anderlecht, we're going to take standard Liege, um, pick them plus a half. So by 0.25 goals, we're going to get that at minus 104. I, I think that is insane. With this management whirlwind going on and, and Anderlecht, if you can take the league leaders, I know you're walking into Anderlecht, but if you can get the league leaders at at as as uh, the dogs, I mean, you got to take that. And, and I think you're going to be barking all night long there. Um, Anderlecht, again, are in an unfortunate period. They've won just one of their last 14 matches in the Jupiler Pro League. They only won one of 14. That is dreadful, guys. Dreadful. Um, and you look at Standard Liege. They haven't lost in six of their last seven games. So I think this is a pretty pretty fair selection, pretty safe. Um, and what you got to do sometimes is really is really just hunt down these lines. Like I said, we're going all over the world. We're looking at big matches. But you can find serious value in nearly every match. Um, I think this is a pretty good point. I do not see Anderlecht walking away with three points here. I absolutely don't. Um, but that's enough of Belgium. We've had our waffles, drank our triples, and we're going to head out to Holland right after this break. Um, coming up, we're about halfway through the pod. We're going to touch down in Russia, maybe head into Portugal. Again, Netherlands is coming up next. And the biggest match of the weekend, my favorite derby that the world has to offer is happening this weekend. I'm sure you have a hint of where I'm going, and it is not my arsenal. So stay tuned. We'll touch that. And thanks for listening, boys. See you in a second.